Imagine if you could overhear private, unfiltered conversations between the world's most influential and inspirational women. Now you can. Welcome to Leadership Global, where you'll hear from inspiring leaders who will help you define your vision, grow your leadership, expand your influence, and increase your impact to leave a lasting legacy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's Leadership Global Program. I am so excited to welcome all of you to today's program where we have the honor of welcoming Shantae Christian. Shantae is a coach, an author, a podcast host, and a speaker. And today we'll be talking about shifting up, transitioning from being an employee to an entrepreneur. You know, many of us dream of business ownership. And while some startups actually grow into very successful businesses, many do not. So jumping from employee to entrepreneur may be a bit of a leap of faith, but it's actually faith in your ability to achieve business success. Now, after you've been employed for a few years, it's likely that you enjoy quite a bit of job security a regular income, benefits, and a bright future. As an employee, you enjoy certain security knowing that you'll get paid, knowing that you'll get benefits. But as a business owner, you may not actually get paid for all those extra hours that you work in order to build your business. So you have to ask yourself, what do you want out of life? Starting your own business may be the best way to put you on your path to purpose, following your passion. So shifting from employee to entrepreneur does require quite a bit of planning, a clear understanding of your career objectives, and the confidence that you can do the job as an independent business owner. Joining us today is Shantae Christian, who will help you understand how to move from employee to entrepreneur and manage that transition smoothly. So today you have the opportunity to listen in as Shantae explains how to change your mindset from worker to owner. You think differently, you act differently, you plan ahead, and you look to the past for what worked as well as what didn't. Now, before we jump in, let me tell you a little bit about Shantae. Shantae Christian is a 2021 Northern Virginia 40 under 40 honoree and a two times Amazon international best-selling author that brings over 15 years of management consultant experience in program and project management, organizational change management, and strategic planning. Shantae has worked with cross-functional teams and senior leaders across every industry to provide program management, mentorship, assessments, and coaching services. As a certified facilitator, Shantae has developed and delivered all kinds of training and engagements for a whole variety of multi-leveled staff and senior government officials. With her experience and skills, Shantae created a coaching and consulting company called My Best Shift, which empowers others to present an innovative and distinctive perspective to both coaching and consulting. She hosts and moderates panel conversations for unspoken truths of being Black, 
covering relevant topics like the workforce, healthcare, education, and veterans. She's also the host of My Best Shift podcast, which focuses on shifting mindsets and encouraging listeners to step into inspired action. Shantae, I am so excited to welcome you today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me on the Leadership Global Show. I'm so excited to be here and can't wait to dive into this topic. Thank you. Now, I'll tell you what, Shantae, to begin with, I'm just really anxious to know a little bit more about you. So can you tell us a little bit about your journey and what's led you to have such passion around mm-hmm. helping leaders transition from being an employee to an entrepreneur? You know, one of the biggest things that I love most about being an entrepreneur is that it wasn't something that I originally thought was going to be my path. And so when I think back to my very first business, it was being a babysitter and had getting my, um, my certification for CPR and having all of my posters around. And as a child, I thought that I was doing amazing things. And then the older I got, the more I got into the regiment of, well, I need to go find a job. I need to go to college. And when I go to college, I'm going to follow these steps and I'm going to do these things. Um, and so I did that. I went to George Mason University for undergrad and I started off as a business major. realized it was a terrible idea. <laughs> it was not for me. And I switched my major to communications. And that was when I first realized that it was important to do things that I not just was good at, but really enjoyed to do. Um, And going into that space, just with that mindset, I was able to later go into consulting and there was always something about it that I loved, but it felt a little like I was on Groundhog Day. So I was doing the exact same thing every day. And so to the point where I was, I was thinking like, oh my goodness, I have all these mentees and I have all these coaches and I'm helping them. And, but yet they kept coming back to me with the same problem every time. And it was driving me nuts because I was like, we have had this conversation already. I already gave you all the answers. Why do you keep coming back? And so I took some time to do some development for myself, which translated into me going into an official coaching program. And I realized then that I was actually providing them with more of a mentorship. This is the map. This is the roadmap to how to get there. I've been there. Um, But really, that wasn't what they needed. What they needed was to be able to come to the answers on their own and develop their own map. And it's one of the things that brings me so much joy when it comes to coaching and even consulting, because once you start, you can't finish. It's just, you're just on. And I love being able to help people realize what it is that is truly their true passion and purpose. And not just because, and something I had to unlearn was just because I'm really good at something doesn't mean I have to get paid for it. Yeah, so smart, Shante. What great learning, what great insight early in your career. And you know, you talked about the fact that you've transitioned from corporate positions to founding your own company, My yeah. Best Shift. So how did you come to that decision in your career path? What was the process or what was the turning point that led you to say, now it's time for me to step out on my own? Oof. So while in corporate, 
I had started two other companies. One was supposed to be for teaching people how to take the program management uh, exam, the PMP, and I did nothing with it. I sat on it for almost five years, had an LLC, didn't do anything with it. And I couldn't understand why. Um, the second one was baking. I love to bake. And people liked purchasing my baked goods. And I thought that was a good idea. And I was like, this isn't it either. And it was through getting a business coach where we had a conversation about the other company that I had, because I was still working my nine to five and working at pretty big firms <laughs> and doing the work that I was doing. And like you said, it toward the beginning, I had gotten used to getting paid every two weeks. I had gotten used to the bonuses. And one of my mentors calls it the golden handcuffs. And I'm like, absolutely. I was addicted to the rewards and the benefits. They pay for my cell phone. They pay for my mileage to go see the clients. And this is a great life. Why wouldn't I want to do this? Well, <laughs> I had to really be honest with myself about what is it that I love to do and how am I able to do it? And so one of the prayers that I kept praying during 2019 into 2020, when I actually created my best shift was what can I do to get paid for being me so that I can show up with my braids or my nails in bright colors and doing all those things and bringing in actually who I am. And the real pivotal point for me was still being in corporate, having a huge misalignment of values with the company that I was working with. Um, George Floyd had just been murdered. And I really wanted to, as a presenting Black woman in leadership within the company, wanted us to take a stance. And I wanted to just take a very strong stance. Um, and we had a disagreement on what that looked like. And I realized in that moment that one, I needed to be an advocate, not for myself, but for the people within the company. And I needed to do something outside of this company. And part of that was creating my best shift. Um, I started to really do it in silence and be quiet about it. I didn't want anyone in corporate to know I was doing it. And then I kept hearing this voice of, and it was a question that was, well, what are you willing to lose? And it's something that I found a lot of people get nervous about when switching over from being an employee to a business owner is I'm going to lose everything. Everything is going to be gone. And I, I don't want to lose the life. And I had the same thing. I had the same thought from a perspective of, well, I've, I've grown accustomed to the benefits that my, my nine to five job has allotted me. How could I possibly be able to do that on my own? And it was such a limiting belief that I was carrying. And I really had to do some work around answering the question, well, what are you willing to lose? And the answer was everything. And I kept saying, nope, that ain't it. <laughs> it cannot be it. And the truth was, well, how likely is it that I would lose everything? And the answer was highly unlikely because I had already started to get the work. I had already had clients. I was already doing all of the things that would set me up for success. I love that. 
And so based on your experience and the experience of many other leaders, what do you think are some of the key lessons learned about how to transition from a corporate setting to starting your own business smoothly without hitting a lot of the road bumps that many people moving into an entrepreneurial journey may experience initially? Mm. That's such a great question because there are so many models (laughs) that are out there for growing your business. And one of the things from a lessons learned perspective that come top of mind for me is transitions, right? Understanding what is it that you need in order to transition. And so when I say that, I mean, if you looked at your monthly expenses, what is it that you need to be able to maintain that if that's what your goal is? So being really clear about what it is that you wanna accomplish and setting expectations for yourself so that you can agree with yourself about what that looks like. Because one of the biggest lessons learned for me was to really hone in on the idea of, I'm not getting paid every two weeks, getting paid on a net 30. And the net 30 check looks completely different (laughs) than the every two week check. And it was like, wait, what was I, what, what was I thinking all of this time? It's preparing for the year differently. It's looking at all of the expenses that are coming in the house. It's um, being clear about what you want your business to do and be. So a lot of models will say, don't leave your business, your company, your nine to five until you have, you know, reached this many clients and this much um, revenue. I would say, trust your gut. Trust your gut, because a lot of times what I have seen is that the more that we have a plan B, we don't isolate and really concentrate on the plan A. And so a lot of times when clients come to me and say, I have no idea what I want to do. And I'm like, oh, you don't. (laughs) And so when we work through it, they know exactly what they want to do. But the fear of making the jump and making the leap. And someone said to me before about having your faith in currency and not your faith in the actual currency here on earth. And I know that sounds a little loopy and crazy for people, but it's the truth. It's how much do you believe in you? And so being prepared for that transition is getting real close to whoever, whatever you believe in and getting real centered with that because they're going to come times where you're looking at, no, I shouldn't do it. I shouldn't do it. Or you do it and you're like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe I did it. I got to go back. And the question is, well, well, how obedient are you going to be to your actual driving your purpose? Yeah. And I think that that's an important point, knowing your why, knowing why you want to create your own uh, entrepreneurial journey, what Mm -hmm. your own mission, vision, passion, purpose is. If you really understand your why, then that will really help you weather the storms, weather the downturns, the roadblocks, the obstacles, the failures, the missteps along the way. If you're really clear about your mission, your vision, your passion, your purpose, that will help you not only weather storms, but also help you embrace the opportunity in front of you fearlessly. Mm -hmm. If you know why, what drives you, what motivates you to move out into this 
this unknown space. So I love that you brought up that idea of having faith and stepping out in faith and being bold and passionate in your purpose. So, and really understanding what your uh, needs are, right? Financially, socially, economically, uh, what your needs are in terms of team. uh, If you are comfortable being out on your own, what your needs are in terms of risk-taking or communication style or leadership style, what is it that feeds you? What is it that really motivates you and keeps you going? So, so smart to think through what the needs are versus the nice to have. What do you as a leader need to stay engaged, stay excited, to stay committed to the path that you've chosen? And, you know, one of the lessons learned, I think that uh, many entrepreneurs come to realize at least the ones that I speak to every day, is the impact of community and Mm -hmm. how important it is to be surrounded by people who will cheer you on, who will counsel you, who will offer objective, um, unbiased guidance and uh, feedback. And I think it's also incredibly important to understand the impact of community and some of the best practices in creating community around you people that will lift you up, people that will counsel you, that will provide unbiased, objective feedback, people that will tell you the truth and share with you their triumphs as well as their failures so you can learn with them. So what have you learned, Shantae, about the impact of community and some of the best practices in creating community? That is such, that, ooh, community is so important. I didn't realize it in corporate the same way that I realized it in entrepreneurship because networking in corporate is important. However, there isn't a lot of conversation on what to do next and how to be in community with people that it's not a competition. It's really exactly what you were saying, right? It's this space where you can have your biggest cheerleaders and champions and supporters and advocates and some of your biggest critics so that they can help make you better and improve you, right? And when I say better, I mean just the elevation, right? And sometimes we don't see, self-included, the ability of the things that we do. And so I got one of my biggest contracts based off of my community and based off of the connections that I had with that building out that community. And it was a, oh, wait, Shantae does X, Y, Z. Let me contact her and see if she's available to help us with with this work. And even when I think about how I met you, it was based off of a community of authors coming together to co-author my second book, you know, your first book, I believe. And it became a best-selling book, being in community with women that were trying to find a better word to say it, but just doing the thing, you know, like literally doing the thing. And it was inspiring. Seeing women in leadership, owning their own companies, owning their life was inspiring and still is extremely inspiring and motivational to me. Not to just mention Leadership Global (laughs) is a huge community that has connected me also with 
multiple, multiple people. And even, I, I mean, I just, my brain sometimes just like, because I wish that that was a class that they had taught in college, because while I probably would have went kicking and screaming to go to it, I would have went to it. And what, one of the biggest things that I would have taken away is it's so much more important to not just say, hi, how you're doing, but actually getting to know people and not to know them because there's a transaction that's required, but to get to know them because being in community and in spaces with people where God is blessing them. <laughs> I always say my light is on. <laughs> He's coming here too. Exactly. And so that you can, you know, so that you can be the person that champions for them and that is a support system for them. And then in turn, who knows when and how they may be able to do the same for you. And so that is one of the biggest benefits and, and just values that I've learned about having this community, because I didn't know how to be an entrepreneur. <laughs> and, but my community has supported, helped and taught and been on Zoom and all the things. And so I'm just so thankful for them. And I'm just, even like just us in here today, I, I am grateful and thankful for that as well. Me too, Shante. Thank you so much for saying that. Now let's talk a little bit about mindset shift before we, we wrap up today. You know, you mentioned your mindset really shifted when you were in a corporate environment, moving into an entrepreneurial venture. And when you moved into your entrepreneurial journey, you really had to change the way you think about getting paid, the way you have to think about connecting with others, building that reliable and robust sales funnel, creating compelling, efficient, effective marketing initiatives, creating real deep, meaningful, impactful connections with those you're serving. And then all of the administrative and operational tasks that go along with creating a business. So what are some of the most important mindset shifts that happen when you move from being a corporate employee to being an entrepreneurial business owner? Well, I think one of the biggest things, right? And I mentioned that earlier, but it, it was a huge shift for me. Um, and after being away from corporate for the first year, I had to, had to go check myself one more time on it, was that those year-end bonuses that come didn't come on that first year. In the same way. So I had, I was, I, and I had a moment where I said, oh, I can't believe I'm missing the bonus this year. All the things I could have done with the bonus. And then I literally stopped myself and said, hold on, you've made that bonus how many times over in just the year? And so the shift was taking a step back and really looking at what did I have in front of me versus what was I expecting because I was used to something that was cyclical? Another shift I would say is you don't have people, <laughs> at least not at first, right? You don't have people. And so you don't have HR to call because something's not working. Uh, it's something that you have to deal with. And so being a solo entrepreneur has 
the glory <laughs> and the shine that people see, uh, the transition of understanding that all those things happen behind the scenes because you do it. <laughs> you do it. You do it. Uh, and one of the other biggest things that I would say is maintaining true integrity to who you are as a person, even as an entrepreneur. So in corporate, working on business development and working on contracts that really didn't maybe or maybe not resonate with you internally from a core values perspective, as an entrepreneur, you have a choice and you get to decide how you want to align your business. And just because you did one thing doesn't mean you have to do it again because it's a process of learning and building out really what it is that you want. So I would say those would be the top three that come to mind for me. That's great, Shante. All right, last question. Shante, you obviously have had a really interesting, dynamic kind of career path. And along the way, I'm sure you've received important leadership advice. So what is the most impactful, the most transformational leadership advice that you've ever received that you'd like to pass on to our audience, Shante? Be able to step back and ask yourself, how authentic are you being? A lot of times leaders come to me saying that they want to hone their craft, that they want to be able to improve their executive presence, that they want to be able to read the room better. And it's always, always about how they're showing up. How are they showing up in a space and how true are they being to themselves, their core values? Because people can see it, people can, can realize it. And it was one of the biggest things that a partner at one of the firms that I was at, it's like, be you. and. It, it is, it sounds crazy, but it's the truth. It is truly be you and how you get there and how you show up as you is what draws people to you. And I it, love that. Yeah. There's not a better way to wrap up today's conversation, Shante, than, than that piece of advice, which is to be truly authentic as a leader, to really think about who you are, what your values are, what your beliefs are, what your uh, what your principles are, what your core values are, and be authentic to those things. That's so smart. What wonderful advice, Shante. And thank you so much for being with us today to talk about shifting up, making that smooth transition from being an employee to being an entrepreneur. Shante, thank you so much. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your week. And I'm so grateful for the generous advice and guidance and insight that you provided to the Leadership Global listening audience. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining Leadership Global's award-winning podcast. As a member of Leadership Global, you have the opportunity to meet inspirational leaders, create lifelong friendships, and be surrounded by others who are invested in your success. Join our global community of inspiring women in leadership, women who will help you create greater levels of impact, support your personal and professional breakthroughs, and help you accelerate your success. 
Don't miss out on the opportunity to show up, speak up, and step up in your professional and your personal life. Find out how you can join us at leadhershipglobal.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.